<laughs> pump fake? Yeah, fake you guys. <laughs> Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Damasic with Drew Belcher and Low Raven. Hello. We are here in Las Vegas to bring you our takes on the biggest stories in business, entertainment, hospitality, and pop culture. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us five stars and write a review on Apple. Follow on Spotify. Full video episodes on YouTube. Episode 49, Game On. Friday. 49? 49 and Friday. I'm a huge Friday. 49er fan. This is just right. Oh my God, you are. <laughs> this is my episode, guys. Gross. Trash. <laughs> Gross. I feel just right before episode 50. 50 is such a big milestone. 50 is a huge milestone. It's like, that is such a major... Yep. 50 of anything. If you can do 50 of anything, then like, I tried to start a YouTube channel and I'm on my 10th one and I literally <laughs> feel like I've been doing it for 100 years. Yeah, no. 50 of anything is it's, ridiculous. It's so tough, especially when you're not seeing the results that you think or you may interpret that you deserve. Just yeah. because anyone... Is, <laughs> we yeah. deserve greatness. You know what I mean? Anyone who's putting out any content assumes that it's the best. The best. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because you're putting so much effort. The absolute best. You like, laugh the most at your own shit than yeah, anybody else. Yeah. Right, for sure. I mean, like, whatever girl's doing a makeup tutorial, she's like, wow, that was genius. Oh my God, so hot. Six views. 21 <laughs> views. Yeah, all right. No sponsorships. No, no. So I can't turn AdSense on. Yeah. Absolutely not. Not at all. Um, look, birds are chirping in Las Vegas right now. Yeah. It is March. Literally, it feels like in the past 60 days, it went from the darkest, unending Game of Thrones winter <laughs> to everyone's just happy as That's shit. That's a great analogy. Everyone's happy. It's super nice out today. It's supposed to be 80 degrees tomorrow. Yeah, 78 degrees. Well, guys, pools are fucking open today. Pools today. are open. Today. Hello. Yeah. Vegas just seems so happy. I know. Like, I, yeah. I've been enjoying watching all the, the Thotties posts. Dude, yesterday you know, my feed was all when I life. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was a goddamn song was stuck in my like head. It's like an iconic thing. So like, hey, FYI, we're still alive. I was throwing away double taps like it was just nothing. Just yes, double nice. tap, double tap, double tap. Everyone. Everyone deserves it. Everyone. They're back yeah. to work. I see you in those bikinis. They're it's back to work. Open, man. You've been working Wet. out. EBC. What's the other ones? That's those are the ones. Those are the ones we care, care about. <laughs> I think only a few of our. Oh, Marquee, Marquee, really Marquee, Marquee, open. Yeah, too, for sure. It boss positive. It is positive in Vegas right now. Everyone is happy out of their goddamn mind. Yeah, I couldn't be couldn't be better. By the way, life is beautiful. Announce is coming back September, right? September. No, no lineup announcement though, right? Not, no yet. not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But it's coming back. All the pre sales are sold out. Yeah, I just saw that early bird tickets. Early bird tickets gone. Crazy. I don't know. I feel like they do that every year, but there's always a way to get some tickets. No, oh, but I mean, well, they yeah. just set out a. They don't do all of You're them. You're also an yeah, influencer. You'll right? get whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Media, <laughs> media, media. For uh, sure. EDC said they're still 100 percent happening in May. I mean, life is beautiful is one thing. It's in September. EDC says we're still going in May. Have you guys ever been at EDC? Yeah, multiple yeah, times. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I have never been. What? Always. I was always working at Wet Republic or Excess yeah. during EDC. Oh, you're yeah, true. When I was young enough to like go and enjoy and fucking like. Wait, have you go, here's what the question? By, is, by the way, you haven't worked in the industry for like seven years. <laughs> what about the seven years after? I that? know, but see, so when I was 21, I was at Wet Republic and I, I left Excess when I was 26. Yeah. When you're 27, 20, you know, I feel like you're kind of out of that demographic. So is, I mean, I you, went to EDC the past like four years. <laughs> I in go a row. like every year. All right, yeah. fuck me. All right, we'll yeah. go. We'll go. We'll go. But, we'll go. Yeah. But do you go on the only the deck or do you walk down there with the general? No, Jeff, I saw, takes fucking helicopters out there. Yeah. In yeah. VIP with different champagne showers. That's not EDC. By you're way, at a nightclub outside. By yeah. the way, I, we went to the entire circle all around. Actually, Ambrose sponsored it last year, too, the artist tent. Yeah, but you were on a golf cart. That's how you got around. I was not in the golf cart. Well, were you wearing a tutu? From the helicopter to the VIP stage. That (laughs) was a golf cart. You have to. But I walked around the rest, for sure. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I didn't go camping. All right. And actually, two years before that, Tail and Finn had a a restaurant at EDC, too. One of the years, too. I've been doing it a lot. Okay. I love EDC. We need to get you out there. Are you saying, hold on, are you saying right now that you want and are going this year? Put it out there. Yeah, for sure. You got to put it out there. Put it out there. For if, the content? If, if we go, it will all go. I'll go. I'll go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you do want to go in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. no. <laughs> if, we're going, if we're going, I'm not waiting in the line. Yeah, I'm not doing yeah. the line okay. back. I'm, no. So as you're dogging on me of doing it, though, that is also That's your requirement for going. That is the only way I'm going. Okay. Um, and speaking of great things that are happening, you went back to the Knights game. The Golden Knights. So sick. Yeah. What was it like going to a Las Vegas live event for the it was, first time? It was amazing. You know, uh, the Golden Knights obviously kicked ass. They won 5-1, to one, which is always yes. amazing. Hot. I will speak freely, though, at the moment. Okay? So when you go in, obviously you have to wear a mask. That's not an issue. Masks are required everywhere. You don't have to wear a mask if you're actively eating or drinking. And I feel like there was a lot of people there getting belligerent, drunk, and just being douchebags. Really? To like the ushers, you know, who are like 19-year-old kids who are yeah. walking down and just asking, you know, hey, like, put your mask on. Especially you know, if you're just walking around, you mean? 
No, no, no. So the masks have to be on when you're walking around. Yeah, but yeah. if you're at your seat See, and they yeah. usher, they walk the aisles when the puck stops. Yeah. You just make sure everyone's having their masks on. And yeah. there's just guys like being dicks and douchebags. Yeah. Giving the ushers a hard time. I didn't like right. that. But I also didn't like the fact that... Like I, it's their choice. Like, yeah. You know? Like they want you to have limited capacity and Correct, correct. Just be happy we're, we're watching hockey live. But I did not like that my brother and I went up to use the bathroom. And then the guys are also like, hey, you know, you, just, you need to stand six feet apart. You know, and, and we were kind of like, oh, well, it's my brother. You know, yeah. we rode together, drove together. They're like, no, I don't care. You need to stand six feet apart. <laughs> and it was just weird. It yeah. was just weird. So, like, what, three urinals are usable, essentially? Yeah, so uh, the urinals are spaced out, but it was just weird making everyone stand six feet yeah. apart, even the people that were, like, Sitting married next to each and other, the yeah. brothers. And I was like, dude, I'm literally going to go down to my seat and sit right next to him. Yeah. Wait, so are you, and share a they're just trying beer. to just make it work somehow. I know. Out. So they are you guys sitting in your seats next to people, or how far are people away from you? Like you and your brother had your two seats, but who? How far is the next person? Yeah. Okay. So we have season tickets, but we couldn't get those. Got so it. they only released X amount of seats on one side. So when okay. they're showing the game on TV, all the people you see in the stands, that one side is the only side open. Oh, the other side is just fucking dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. Crazy. Uh, on the upper bowls. Got it. The okay. lower bowls, everyone's seated, but yep. it's, it was just weird. Uh, but it was a good game. It was good to be there, though, at least. Yeah, so they, they released the, the tickets in pods. You could either do a yeah. two-person pod, four-person pod, or six-person pod. That's you cool. Good to be able to, was it still, like, hype, though? With- oh, so that's another thing. So you know that fake sound you hear on TV? Yeah. It's actually real in the arena, too. Oh, they, oh, they pump it in through the, the arena. sound, yeah, yeah. They so it honestly, it was, it was loud sick. as fuck. So every time something happened, it felt like you looked around, and there's all these cheers, but there's no actual people cheering. No people cheering. <laughs> that's right. People just had their masks on. That's sick. But yeah, that, okay, that, that fake works. crowd noise actually happens in the stadium. Can you imagine the pre-shift, like, to the, the employees, by the way? They're oh, probably just a fucking like, hassle. Guys. Don't, they're probably the same thing. Like, don't trust anyone telling you that they don't need to do anything. Just yeah. tell them to just do this, do this shit, so we can move on to March. Because I would assume March fifteenth, right? Everything's fifty percent capacity. Fully said fifty percent within yeah. the next few weeks, and then hundred yeah. percent maybe a couple months after that. What's I interesting mean, is that that's kind of the same exact experience I had in Tennessee for the football game. Is like even we're outdoors, even though we're in pods, right? People are still ushers still walking up and down, telling you put your mask on, and they're just following the rules, whatever it takes to get. The they're just trying to make open. it to the next day. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the big takeaways: don't be a douchebag. Yeah, for sure. Just don't hassle the little nineteen. Oh, my mask's on, or I'm I'm drinking, you know, and hold up your beer and drink. Just <laughs> put your mask on. I get it. You know, just I get it. Other be ta- a nice guy. Other takeaway was Drew's fucking red jersey, golden nice jersey was fucking fire. Oh yeah, fire. This shit was Hot. sick. I mean, what are you gonna do? Hot. You know, Hot. Hot. is it that's the Lake Tahoe one? The uh, one that's that? the, the reverse retro. Yeah, the yeah. red one. Wow, that was fire. good. That was good. Yeah. Um, other huge Vegas news, the Sands. Sands. Yes. Peacing out. So Las Vegas Dumb. Sands, which has Venetian Palazzo and the Sands Expo Center, yep. which is huge, were sold to New York-based Apollo Management for $6.25 billion. Yep. Cash. That's a B. Actually, mostly cash. Yeah. Uh, the CEO said they're going to be focusing on their properties in Asia because they obviously have the most iconic property in the world in Singapore, as well as developing possibly domestically rumored to be Texas. Yep. Yeah, man. What's going on? Why, why are they over Las Vegas? So I feel like my dad left me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas Seriously. is gone, right? A- so now we, it was actually two deals. Apollo takes over the management company and that other company takes over the land. So yeah. it's two separate deals that are valued at $6 billion, which yeah. is insane. But yeah, they're going to start focusing on Asia more and reinvest in Asia. But that makes sense for them, right? The, Vegas was, what, 10% of their revenue, but Asia was 90%. Why not focus on that? Make your money out there and, and kind of just grow the business. So That's fucking insane to think about. It's insane. It could be. I saw like multiple articles, and you know how like a head the same story, just just like any two sides of a story, right? Yeah. Can be the headline of a story could be two totally different things with the exact same body, right? So I saw two couple different headlines. One of which was like positive, like Apollo shaping his positive. Like Apollo is investing six million dollars into Las Vegas, yep. obviously seeing a future into this business, into this city, into the comeback of Las Vegas, right? Very positive, which I think is true, right? The If you're going to spend $6.25 billion, you obviously so much have money. a positive outlook on where Vegas is going to go in the future from here, yep. especially with Sphere opening right behind Venetian Palazzo, et cetera. And then another one was, oh, Sands is leaving Las Vegas. They this Vegas is over, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a wrap. So there's like two different sides. I think it's hugely positive, and I think, like, you're right, if... That was only 10% of their revenue. And look, if if Asia is doing that well for them, awesome. You know? Yeah, it's insane. Fucking go Macau, go Singapore. And maybe there's a company that needs to f- figure out more things to do to ramp up the Las Vegas aspect of the business so it can be more of their focus. If Because come on, if something's only 10% of your revenue, you can only give it so much time and effort. No, of but course. they're keeping the entire management st- staff of 
Phoenician Palazzo and Sands in place, right? Nothing's changing when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. So nothing's changing. So the, the way you kind of look at it too is like Sands is an overarching umbrella company, and we were just one piece of their puzzle. Yeah. Right. So this piece of the puzzle is still staying intact. We're, we keep the same president or CEO of the of the property, still same management team, um, but they're just going to have to answer to Apollo once the the deal is actually done in the next several months. I see it as positive, right? I think it's interesting. I yeah, so I don't think any company is going to come into the city and invest $6.5 billion in cash on a very small percentage of revenue that that overall business does in the Vegas market mm -hmm. without knowing what they're doing. Yeah. 100%. There's a team of way smarter people and analysts than we are, <laughs> yeah. and they know what they're doing. So I'm I'm betting this as a bull investment. Yeah, and Absolutely. and this this type of purchase, right? I mean, I think now everyone is seeing these like massively fast the evolution of the day trader where it's like, I'm just trying to make money now or in a very short period of time too. This type of investment is a long-term investment. Very long. For I'm sure. talking decades. Yeah, so they're thinking a lot of what Las Vegas is now is incredible and the growth has been amazing, but they're looking at 10, 15 years, 20 years from now too, where Las Vegas can be and other avenues of revenue. You know what I'm saying? So that's just bodes well for the city in general. Mix that with the Fountain Blue, Re getting sold again too, Resort World opening, Virgin opening, obviously the big boys, with who are dripping in money, <laughs> yeah. know that something is coming better to Vegas even more. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Which is, I can only imagine where Vegas is going to be in 10 years. It's crazy. Like, I've been now in Vegas for 10 years, and the difference between when I moved here to now is, I mean, light years apart. Light years apart. Yeah, absolutely. So what it could be in 10 years, like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, 10 years ago, was the Cosmo was like, oh my God, what is this thing that's happening? Yeah. Right? That's what everybody's talking about. Now, look at 10 years later, Resorts World. What is this thing happening across the street from the wind? Yeah. So we'll do see. You know, do you know Resort World property, actually? They have so much extra acreage. You know it's a, you know it's a little bit bigger than all of City Center? It is? Is it really? Yeah. Holy shit. Huge. They have so much space. They have so much stuff. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, so that's huge Vegas news, obviously, too. So And then they're saying they could possibly develop in Texas. You think like a new Ve a Vegas is coming to Texas. Yeah, once they like, do you think they're going to turn one of these cities? I know casinos yeah. are opening up all over the country now too. Like you have your Win opening in Boston and all these, you know, the MGM that opened right outside Washington DC. Think like a Vegas tat like mini Vegas is coming to Texas possibly? <laughs> like another boulevard with casinos. Yeah, like another on each just, side. Yeah. Or is it just going to be like a one-off? I don't know cuz Macau did it with the Katai strip. Yeah. yeah. The literally the sands and the palazzo, the wind, they all look pretty much the same. Yeah. They just yeah. like picked them up and put them on there. So could fuck, Texas maybe. want like Dallas to turn into, you know, a little mini Vegas? Maybe Houston? Maybe Austin? Oh, I, Austin. Fuck, I hate Houston. Not, not, not yeah. no, actually Dallas would be my bet. I, I, I would too, say Dallas. Austin's too Austin. Yeah, Austin's Dallas too is Austin. Like the city. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> and, Pussies is what he yeah, said. And Houston Austin's is Austin. Houston's dope, but it's not wouldn't be there. And then San Antonio's too small. So. Yeah. Dallas. I am fucking tingling, by the way, for the record. Yeah, this I'm fucking wired, man. This bullshit low brought us to drink. I won't say because it it's part of his drink it, but God damn it, I am wired. I am tingling when, like pre-workout, when, when you put in the little the little glasses, too, yeah. you don't really realize how yeah, much you're Yeah, drinking. yeah, yeah. I can't even fucking speak right for, now. First off, <laughs> until you've had 200 off, milligrams of caffeine. Drew took seven mini shots of these things and said, I'm on my second one. He's on oh, seven. Yeah, I got like that tingly wild. feeling, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I need yeah, to push up. He's going to start something. lifting these fucking table up and go crazy. The go go touch out. your hand on the microphone and see if it starts to sh <laughs> just, oh just to shake. Uh, all right, speaking of Texas, so we'll see if mini Vegas is coming to Texas. We don't know. But as of now, Texas decided they don't give a shit it's about wide, COVID. Wide it was open. like, we're right back open. It Take is, all that shit off. It is over. They, they're just over it. Cover is, our COVID is completely moved on <laughs> yeah. in the Lone In, the lone in a snap state. of an eye. So as of this week, when this comes out, everything goes literally from zero to a million. Shoots up to 100% capacity. Everything is- No mask forward, mandate. And no mask mandate. So I did read something that about this in places like Florida too, where the mass mandate has been shifted to, mm -hmm. it pretty much up, essentially shifts the requirement to the business. And if the business wants you to do that, and a lot of businesses still are requiring yeah. it because they want to, they don't want anything to happen to their specific business too. But what do you think about this? I, I, I have an opinion, but what do you think about this? The zero to 100 is aggressive, right? There's no, if there's no phase, it's kind of crazy. But Foot down, dude. We'll see. Like, who knows? Who, who knows? I, I actually don't know what's right or what's wrong. To I would just appreciate, and I think one of the reasons that we had such a terrible year was the fact that the country wasn't on the same page. 
Like yeah, every yeah. state was, was just polarized, so polarized. drastically different in their execution of what they did for the COVID situation. And now for certain places like California to still not be, you still can't eat inside in California, crazy. but in Texas, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever you want. Like it doesn't make sense in that, right? That's just my only thing. Like I get it. I understand what everybody wants to do. Maybe ramping up the capacity a little slower might have kept in pace with the rest of the country. Maybe California's a little late, Texas a little early, let's meet in the middle. I think Nevada's <laughs> doing a pretty good job at trying to scale up as fast as and efficient as possible with the vaccines. But man, <laughs> zero to 100? Why? I mean, have they released numbers from Florida? Because Florida's been going crazy for a couple weeks now. No masks, the restaurant's packed, the nightclubs are open. Do you know what to be perfectly perfect honest with you? I don't see any news station reporting anything about anything anymore. At all. About COVID? Everything. Yeah, you're I'm right. Both, I don't see sides. any numbers. I don't see deaths. No, I don't hear nothing the, anymore. All I, all I see is vaccines now. All I see is like, and we're stimulus. doing this many vaccines. Stimulus. Those are two things that are on the news on Wait, both, everyone's, both sides. Everyone's wondering like, yo, where's my stimmy at? On both sides. Yeah. Uh, like you can turn on Fox and CNN. They're still talking about those things. Not, they're not talking about people dying. What if they're they're not be alive, dude. They're not. I mean, look, it's the numbers wild. have gone down. At least, like in Nevada, we can look at it a lot. But yeah. Florida, I don't no idea. It did say that Texas still had considerable amount of cases, but I mean, I guess I don't know the percentage compared to their population. Yeah, and that's a big Texas ass state, so dude. Big. <laughs> I mean, so I'll be super honest. I think the cases. Well, it's a fact. The cases rocketed after. Christmas and New Year's yeah, and Thanksgiving. Because everybody's yeah, fucking chilling. <laughs> everyone was hanging out with their families yeah, and yeah. everything. But I think now, I think cases have subsided tremendously. And the winter's over. And the vaccine is obviously being distributed as fast as possible. A Correct. lot like my, my parents both have it already, yep. which is amazing. Yeah. So obviously that's helping quite a bit. But like I said, I just think everyone should be on the same page. Yep. So to see to see a state that can't eat inside and then to also see a state that's 100% capacity is ridiculous. They're tailgating right now. Yeah. They're hanging out. That's ridiculous. They're finger fucking everything in all the grocery sure. stores. No masks. Avocados, these everything. poor California restaurant owners are still building these makeshift outdoor dining area bullshit. And Texas is just like, we you don't cannot care. Cram in. You cannot eat inside unless the inside is outside. Yes. One of the crazy California. things. California. <laughs> California. That's California. the new slogan. California. Um, but hey, you know what, Texas? Good for you. You know, I guess it is one of those situations where I do see the other side where it's like, let people make their own decisions, but sure. at the same time too, sometimes people are stupid, so they yeah. need help making their decisions and maybe giving them complete leeway. It's like giving a teenager, being like, we were going to ground you for a month, but you've been grounded for a day. You learned your lesson, right? <laughs> you learned your <laughs> lesson, right? <laughs> Just don't do yeah, it again. Yeah, don't do it again. Yeah. Let's see uh, how that works. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. see how this goes. Um, it wouldn't be a residency podcast episode if we didn't talk about space. 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 God damn I mean, it. Vegas is cool. Vegas is dope. Texas is cool. I love Texas. Space. Pretty fucking awesome. Every episode. The final frontier. Every, I feel like that there's just enough space news to, to put it in every episode at this point. So the Voyager station is expected to be built in 2027, which is going to be a cruise ship style hotel floating in space, literally a rotating wheel orbiting Earth that you can go stay at. So a Ferris wheel hotel in space. We've Literally. seen this before. Remember, like, what are these movies like where they're just floating in space with the circular thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks cool. Everyone's just walking in, like, the halls and shit with the cool space suit and pressing buttons. Boom, boom, zzz, open doors are opening. It's happening. This is real. And it's not that far away. What year? They said 2027 it's in f- opening. F- That's in f- six f- fucking five, years. Six years. Five, yeah. I mean, if you think just the dynamic. How the fuck do you get there? Yeah, how do you get there? Do you, do you remember when, like, the first semi electric car came out, which was like, like, uh, what was it? The, the Toyota Prius? Yeah. Remember the Prius and everyone was like, you green, liberal Prius, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. now Tesla's the coolest thing in the world, right? That evolution was actually pretty fucking fast. Yeah. From that, to think about how- They got carpooling this access happened, really fast. I have to have, be confident that they're going to, by the way, I mean, they really haven't figured out how to get people to space. Tesla, I mean, Elon Musk, he's blowing up rockets and I shit. I feel like one's so, blowing up every other yeah. week, dude. So they definitely got to figure out how to get people to this hotel first, but- they have five years to do it, and I think five years are going to figure it out. But that's like send up the astronauts, and then I mean the uh, astronauts. Yeah, send up the astronauts, and then after you finish your little work job, uh, you get it two months for free at the yeah, hotel. Yeah, how are they shooting people up to build it? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Do you think in they, pieces? Do you think they construct it on Earth? So, so yeah, what, they have to. So what they're saying is pieces, I assume, and yeah. then they put it together, I guess, in space, but. Obviously, people can get to space astronauts, astronaut-wise, too. It's just like the commercial side of it. But they're saying construction wouldn't start to 2025, and then all the engineering would be done in the U.S. from now until then. Yeah. So there's obviously time. But I think this is, can happen. I think this I just, can happen. 
Yeah, who's gonna own this? It's I don't know some 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 random company. It's not the, Elon. The world. I don't the know. World, yeah. yeah. Who's gonna like be the maid service? <laughs> like who's gonna fuck it? There's gotta be people who gotta eat. Live there. Like if you're gonna, it's a hotel. You're only hanging out for a weekend. Do you get like room service? <laughs> yeah. They they said there's all sorts of attractions and they want it to be they want it to be like a hotel. They did say too there's gonna be a lot of recreate like very interesting recreational um like things to do because the weightlessness has changed and you can lift things that are heavier and move faster. So like a lot of recreational activities you'll be able to do. And as things rotate too, there is like spaces where there can be gravity in one area and more less gravity in another area. Like, it's space, man. I feel like all these tech CEOs and just super loaded motherfuckers are just going to go up there, take a ton of shrooms and LSD and just yeah. have a blast. Or have I, just like a vacation getaway. I want to go. About, you, we got to go somewhere and not get seen. Let's go to fucking space. Outer space. <laughs> like an anniversary? Yeah. Or just a creep a creep session in space? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm going go to space with uh, my side chick. Could they you, could they you have to that? vet, though, who they let up there. Could you imagine if someone goes up there as like a hardened criminal or just like overall just scumbag and just like takes the shit over, like hijacks it? <laughs> Uh, question: what would they do? do you think that's going to be a movie uh, in two years? Do you, I think it's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Sands is leaving Vegas so they can focus on Asia and space. <laughs> They're building it. In hey Texas. guys, I'm going to let you guys know I'm going to have to start <laughs> Asia and space. That's what it could be. So maybe Sands saying, "Wow, Macau and Singapore for sure, but also space." Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's well, the focus. Maybe the Vegas Strip is going to, to space. Oh my god, a, Ve- a space Vegas? <laughs> space Vegas. Let's go! Hot. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. Uh, I want this. I want to go. Would you go? Yes. No question. 100%. The first five voyages, would you go? It changes. Now. I go on five. Look, 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 it's changing. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Really? Is it comp or am I paying? Oh, no. Comp. It doesn't oh, matter. Comp, it doesn't matter. Yeah, would sure. you go with only five 100%. successful launches? Yes. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. What if they did five and two of them fucking exploded? No chance. Then, then they did I'm not even five. flying on that. <laughs> I'm not even flying on that Max 737 Max because it exploded right now. You yeah. Yeah. yeah there's I'm not even flying on that shit. It is pretty scary how we really can't get planes all the way right and we're trying to go to space. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys yeah, talking yeah. about, dude? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll keep you updated on our plans to, to go to space, by the way. Man, could you imagine the first podcast from space? Come on, it's unbelievable! Sure. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go back down to earth. I love that transition for my space topics. Uh, let's talk some shit about award shows. Okay, residency podcast. We hate the classic award shows. Hate them. Yeah, we absolutely hate, despise them. I don't know what the last the time I watched one was. Growing up, they were so important, and I'd still would gladly go if invited. But when it comes to them being as iconic as they once were, they're just not. No. Have you guys ever been to an award show? Like billboards here? I've, I've been to an award show. They're very long and very boring. It's so fucking long, and yeah. it, it, there's no flow. Yeah. It's like, all right, hold on, six minutes for, till the next thing. We're just sitting here waiting, waiting. Nothing's going on. Just literally sitting there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, clap, everybody! If you think of watching a, an award show on TV, and they're three hours long or yeah. whatever, the majority of that is boring. So imagine being there during everything in between that, plus getting there early, doing the whole situation, getting out of there. It's an entire process. Yeah. I mean, granted, like I said, most of the... It's like saying if you were in your industry and you were in insurance sales and you won a really important insurance salesman award, like best insurance salesman for the year, that's really important for you. Yeah. But I don't want to watch it on TV. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't give a flying fuck. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I just don't think that you can make that exciting. So the Golden Globe ratings were the worst ever. Okay, I when, didn't even know they happened. When was this? It was last week. Oh, nice. The worst, <laughs> the worst ever. 6.9 million people watched. Uh, the Golden Globes, which is literally now like a bad YouTube video. 6.9 million? 6.9 million. I got more views on my last TikTok video. Yeah. Ooh, flex. Not really did. That's flex. fact. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this is literally like long form content. Sure. This is like an average creator's YouTube video. And. That's about one-third of the 2020 numbers, which are already a drop. So they Jesus. dropped by almost 66%. Ouch. So here's the crazy part. The Emmys rotate between the big networks, right? They're, but NBC, Peacock, pay, uh, pays an exclusive for the Golden Globes. And they did a long-term deal. Guess how much they pay per year? Don't tell me it's more than $15 million. I'll tell you this right now. The Emmys cost approximately ten million a year, and okay. that rotates more. And this is considerably more. What, what I say, ten million? Yeah, it's 10. more than ten million. Considerably. You said more. fifteen. Fifteen. Considerably more than the Emmys. 
25 million? 60 million a year per year for exclusive rights, and they're on a long term contract. Wow, what a waste. It's going to be tough to uh, sell some advertisers with those numbers. Aren't the Golden Globes just like the JV version of the fucking Oscars? No, the Golden Globes are very important. But it's like, what's the Golden Globes for? That's for acting. But for TV and movies. So, what are the Oscars for? TV and movies. It's the JV of so the what are the Emmys for? Golden Globes, I would say on an importance level, is is massive for in that industry as far as with that industry. But as far as making it, like that's what I'm not what I'm saying. The importance of the Golden Globes, I think, gives you, legitimizes you, makes your work be, should be deserving more pay, makes you have other avenues to to get other jobs, etc. But as far as it now becoming like a must-watch moment for the fans of the work, it's yeah. not anymore. So who won? No idea. What? I didn't even look <laughs> oh, up who a, won. God so damn it, we Netflix, don't even know? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I was watching Netflix yesterday, and they, they have, like, a little section of, like, just all Golden Globe nominees and winners from this year. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And it was like, oh, winner, winner. It was like uh, the Queen's Gambit yeah. won something. Of course, it, it substantiates it. And it's just like anything yeah. else, right? If, if you get a, Ozark. a five-star from something or an award from something, if it's a restaurant... Then yeah, all of a sudden you're like, okay, that make might make you take a second look at that restaurant. Sure, yeah. someone sure. that you remember as legitimate says it's legitimate. You're like, okay, that's the same thing with us, right? But it makes as much if, sense as the Michelin tire company saying that this restaurant is the best in the world. It right? is. It's but it's, but it's, we're not gonna give you tires, we're gonna give you stars. Bitch. Yeah. We're not gonna give you five, we're gonna give you three. The best. That did work. We're gonna give you three. My my question is, what's what is next? These aren't gonna go away, but what's the what's the next evolution? Like who's going to crack the code? Of these award shows, Triller. Ooh, I mean, yeah, we, lo- we love Triller we now. Love Triller. We hated it when, when Triller was Triller. We love Triller now. You know how you can like buy out a contract and like a sports team will yeah, essentially yeah. lose money just to get it off their books. Yeah, yeah. that's what needs to happen. For if this. I was Triller, I'd be like, Yo, how about this? You're paying sixty million right now. How about this? You pay fifty-eight million for it, but you don't have to have the headache of actually doing anything. Yeah, we'll do the. I'll pay you two mil. And I'll do all the work. And I'll still give you like 20% of the profit. Yeah. Like, okay, deal. You know, we're just gonna sit back and put the office back on Peacock and just count the count the money For that sure. we're, we're raking in. Those ratings are horrible. Terrible. For $60 million? I don't even care about the money, just the just in general. Those well, ratings and, and are and literally horrible. they said too that the golden this was the worst ratings and the worst number, uh, worst watch. Audience of all time of Golden Globe. That's signing a quarterback to a humongous deal for sixty million and going one in fucking sixteen. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> or one in fifteen, whatever it is. I mean, that's like, literally what it is. Like yeah. you said, ten million dollars a year to a massive network is, is what it is, right? That that's if you, if the Emmys sucks, then so be it, right? It's the Dallas Cowboy deal, right? I'm just kidding. How many years is the deal for? It didn't say. It just said a. It said a a long term contract. So ten years. So it's like ten years for this sure, is, dude. This is probably long. This is probably long. They thought they signed Patrick Mahomes and they did not. (laughs) They did not. Uh, So I don't know. I mean, they got Jameis. You're right. Something new has to happen with the Golden Globes, but Golden Globes is notoriously a very formal event with, you know, a edgy older host, right? Sure. You know, it's not like a new comedian. It's an older, older, you know, like a Cedric Gervais, not Cedric Gervais. Cedric Gervais. Who's the, who's the, is that the DJ? Who's the the older comedian who's always in the British guy? Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky. That's the fucking DJ. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. EDC, who are you talking about? Right. Or Tina Fey, who, Christina Fey and Amy Poehler did this last one. Yeah. Um, So we'll see. I don't know. This is, they have, the writing is on the wall. I don't know the difference. Is is one like fan votes and the other one is just the Academy votes? Like, I want to know the difference. Why does this fucking matter to them? Like I know they're humongous in the in the acting field, but why is I always thought the Golden Globes was like the leading up to the the Oscar. If you did really good in Golden Globes, you're good. You probably but, but even still, Oscar in Emmys Oscar. in general, you can group the Golden Globes, Oscars, Emmys. Yeah, you can group the them thing, all yeah. together. It's not the fact that they're any less important than they were. Like for There's that industry, if attention. you win a Golden Globe for being an actor or an actress or a director yeah, or producer or a movie A-list. or whatever it is, you are incredible at your work. Yeah. Like the, I think I have no problem with the actual award part of the industry. I think it's incredible. But for it to be now that remember ten years ago watching the Academy Awards and the red carpet and the Golden Globes was so, like three so, years ago so or important. the Grammys or any, yeah, yeah anyway. it was so important and the red all the, the the leading up to the red carpet and the the fashion and all that was just so important to watch and you actually had to watch it live because you know yeah. but that's transition out of it so how do you make them add that an attraction anymore too if you're going to pay sixty million dollars you better so figure it the money. fuck out does MTV still have theirs the MTV Movie Awards yeah, and for the sure. VMAs yeah Jesus. <clears throat> Which is always just a much 
a younger. That just makes your, yeah, means yeah, you're yeah. cool, right? Yeah. This version, shit means you're like a real one. Cooler version, yeah, too. But now there's so many, right? The IR ones, the Billboard ones, the MTV ones, the, you know, obviously then the other ones. So it's pretty crazy, but we'll see. Um, let's talk about sneaker culture real quick. Lo, this is your time to shine, bro. Here it is. Uh, sneaker culture had a fit this week. So they, the world had a fit. The world had a fit, but mostly sneaker culture uncovered that Ann Herbert, the Nike vice president of North America, the, casual, one of the top dogs, casual job, stepped down because her 19-year-old son was discovered as a major sneaker reseller. He was caught like an idiot yeah. by using his mom's credit card. Dumbass. And you know how he got caught? Not like, oh, this thing slipped. He went for the clout and did a full-on fucking interview and provided the reporter Amex fucking uh, transaction slips, all of these emails. To prove that he to was prove buying To prove that it. he was doing this much volume and weight and kind of just gave a layup to, hey, uh, my mom is actually the VP of Nike. Could you, could you imagine? Well, one, let's talk about the industry first, too. So Obviously, first, uh, yeah. the industry of the sneaker, the resale industry, too, because he had some photos of him with like hundreds and hundreds of pairs of impossible to get sneakers, and people lost their fucking minds because the normal everyday person who goes on can't even get it, get one, can't get go, one, who tries to go on the raffles to get these shoes, sneakers app, the sneakers app, all the shit, you know, and they never do, or they get one out of every 30 that they try to yeah. do. Is this was such a big fuck you to everyone who tries really hard to get it because he was really flaunting it, and then he found out that his mom is the fucking vice president. And, and, the, and the, the, the dynamic between the resale market and Nike as a whole, right, is Nike doesn't like them. That, that's the whole idea. The whole idea is like this is this resale market is it's bad for, for church their and business. state, yeah, 100%. Worlds. And it's supposed to have a f- very, very distinct line that anybody affiliated with Nike, actual retailers that have actual Nike accounts. Do not play in the resale market world, right? That's that's yeah, concrete line right there. You don't sure. cross. Can't do it, right? So they said there's previous reports that Nike had known that the son was doing this, but there was no affiliation with the mom, right? The son was doing it on his own. He was a young entrepreneur. They doing had his no own idea. Thing. They're saying so. They said they looked into it and they didn't. There was no correlation that she was aiding in it, helping in it. She was an investor in it. But if you're moving hundreds of thousands of pairs of shoes. Where does all this money come from? He was doing forty, fifty thousand dollars. That's not even money; orders. it's access. But too. did it come from? And was it? Has it been confirmed that she's the reason he was able to get these exclusive? Sneakers? It was so. First off, she was using the, he, was, he was using her credit card, right? So she was funding this business. I mean, that's still fine, though. But was it confirmed that but she's she the that. reason to get and then yeah. these exclusive sneakers? Well, There's the, some kind of. Something. It's in Portland. The answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. yes, right? Yeah, it's the in Portland. Is, yeah. It's there too. Yeah. And he had to, he probably met a contact through a friend of a friend because of it. Because no matter how much money you have, like you said too, it's these things, why they're so valuable is no matter how rich you are, you still can't get them. And yeah. if you can and, get them, then that's great. But you can't get a hundred pairs. And, and the, 200 pairs the, and the only way of you the make most sought after size. Yeah. yeah, the way you make money in this in that world is volume, right? Because your margins are 20, 40, 60 bucks on a pair sure. of shoes, right? So you need to sell a hundred to a thousand of these just to make some real, real money. Yeah. And this guy was pumping heavy, heavy weight. I like, no, I saw that photo and I was like, who the fuck is this kid? And so he, and he has like these fucking and, and the charge and the charge on his mom's credit card was like over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So his mom, who's making what two point five million a year as a VP of Nike, right? Literally had to resign, loses her fucking salary. But my question is, why? Why, why let her son really do that? Fucking rich. Yeah. Why? Why? Like you have obviously are a very important role in Nike. You obviously know the because they're in the, the, stig- the stigma of the sneaker reselling. Your son's nineteen. Why don't you tell him to get a fucking job and that you can't be a sneaker Here, reseller? Here's the other part, right? Is anybody in that position at Nike? Her son can instantly have a job at Nike tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? Like and, here's in a path to make some real fucking money. And there's also one thing of turning a blind eye, right? Okay, yeah, it's yeah. like all right, cool. Like make sure you keep it in, keep it so totally separate from us. Don't flaunt it. You can market it as a company, but don't market it as yours. Whatever it may be, too. And also, like, try not to use my credit card. That has my like, name on it on the fucking. Try statement. not to use my credit card. Like how? How? But but that's why she. I knows. don't feel bad, and that's why she's in a bad place because she, for one, yeah. knew funded it, and she was the one who had access and kind of the algorithms and whatever part of. Yeah, you can't. The t- you app cannot and, tell me that he didn't have a leg up. Facts. Yeah, no she's question. probably going to try to deny it, but he. And that's why she resigned because yeah, she doesn't want those. Fucking he problems. for sure. Probably maybe she didn't help him actually get these impossible to get sneakers, but he for sure leveraged. His name, so the, her the, name. The way yeah. he got the most of his sneakers, right, was creating bots and ways to like uh, 
kind of counteract Nike's countermeasures of right. resale buyers, right? You're supposed to be able to get one pair of shoes or whatever, and this guy was getting he was cheating. hundreds. That's, that's a fact. Cheating, literally cheating. He sure, yeah. Cheating. Hey, my mom's the vice president of Nike. Nike has this huge back internal system on the software for the website probably <laughs> yeah, to stop yeah. these bots. Exactly. If my mom's the vice president of the entire company, I'm going to know who does that back-end software service. Yeah, yeah. and can what imagine, does to counteract it. Yeah. As someone who's about to be a dad and someone who is a dad, yeah. can you imagine if your kid got you fired from being the vice president of Nike? Like you worked there for twenty five years, your entire life, and your idiot son posts photos fl- so, and that's what flexing online when he shouldn't so be it wasn't flexing. Even that. They, 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 you, you could tell who the kid is, right? So that wasn't even how he got caught. He went and clout chased, did a fucking full on like was it Bloomberg fucking article or some bullshit on how big of a on how big of a stick he is the motherfucking man, right? Here's all the numbers I do and whatever, and that's what got him caught up rather than. The fucking photos and him having all these fucking forums and, and groups. He was making money just selling like the bot access. Sure. Right? There's sure. other ways he made money rather than just actually selling the sneakers. But because he wanted to clout chase and be the motherfucking man, got his ass caught. Hey, gotta pay that cost to be the boss, man. I guess, man. Man, that is rough. I mean, I'm telling you right now, too, my mom's punched me in the face if I got her fired. That's a fact. That shit is wild. That is a fact. They probably gave her a nice severance. She's fine. She'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. She'll be fine. She's gonna be fine. Two point yeah. five million dollar salary. Too, She's fine. Yeah. 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 Over twenty five years, they've they've got they're sitting rolling. Should be all right. Rolling well, in, yeah. rolling or they're like, hey, FYI, you can leave right now in good graces, and you're That's not getting That's and what... you're not getting that uh, that big severance that we were gonna get you too, because if you stay, then now we have a big problem. So yeah. bye. Um. So I actually, I bet you she lost a little bit in the future for sure on that, because you know, can you imagine messing with Nike lawyers? No. Yeah. No chance. Did Phil Knight put out a release yet? No. No, no, he don't give a fuck. He's like, oh, he don't give a fuck. I'm super cake. Not, 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 yeah. yeah. Nike put out a release of just saying, hey, we appreciated her tenure here. At Nike too. Yeah. Wish her the best. Blah blah blah. Yeah, we're party ways. Yeah. yeah, one of the classic corporate transitions. Yeah. You know, later, bitch. Um, later, bitch. All right. Next phase in sports we have to go over to is overtime. Notoriously known for kind of the growth of like high school basketball highlights online yeah. and yeah. social media. The high, that kind of like the house of highlights for high school. They are coming right after the NCAA. And I love the NCAA is probably one of the most feared I know, uh, I groups know. in all of sports, hands down. And so they are going after the NCAA for the nation's top high school basketball players to kind of essentially like circumvent the gigantic world of college sports in general. Yeah. So overtime is going to pretty much create a league or an area for high school athletes to play basketball. They're going to offer each athlete, some as young as 16, a minimum of $100,000 salary annually as well as a signing bonus and a small number of shares in Overtime's larger business. So they're going to make them equity partners, which I think is amazing. Um, the company will also provide health and disability insurance, and they're going to set aside $100,000 in college scholarship money for each player in case they decide not to pursue professional basketball or don't get to the NBA Maybe, or anything like yeah. that too. So they do have other options to go backwards and go back to college, which is interesting. Uh, the trade-off is major, though, because when you accept a deal with them, you forfeit your ability to play any more high school or college basketball. Yeah. So once you make that forever. decision, forever. And that's just el- eligibility. That's never changed. That's, that, that's the same eligibility. thing. And yeah. it's interesting, though, too. They made, they made an example of bringing up some of the other sports leagues that we've seen come and go in our lifetime, too, like the XFL, right? And it's like if you took a chance on the XFL and you blew your chance to go in the NFL, like if you blew this and then you they go under – and you really have no way to go back to college or way to play professionally. Granted, you might be able to go back to college to you know to get another job, but your professional career essentially you have no other avenue besides maybe going to Europe or something like that. Yeah, um, you think this works? So they're supposed to be extremely well capitalized. They have an incredible board with ex NBA players, ex um, like basketball executives as well too. So they set it up extremely well. What do you think this is going to do? What this is trying to circumvent is the two things, right? Two, one of them is the one and done thing. You have to get out of high school for yeah, a year and play year. Uh, either college ball or professionally to yeah. get into the NBA. And the other one is uh, college is not paying for your likeness, right? Or playing yeah. actual scholarship athletes. You're not getting any money. So these two things circumvent them. Already this year, the G League went after two or three of the top guys, and they went straight to the G League out of high school. And they're playing right now, hooping, and then going to get into the league next year based yeah. on the drafts or whatever it is. Um, so these different avenues are kind of really important for that really top-tier athlete who deserves to be paid, and, right? And they were saying, too, your time in college. I mean, look, the joke has always been, right, that student-athletes don't do shit sure. in yeah. college. They don't. And they're, <laughs> they, they don't. essentially are highlighting that, saying, hey, look, if you're 
if you want to become a professional athlete, we are going to build a team around you and build people to 100% focus on getting you to the league. That yeah. means no wasting your time going to history 101 your yeah. freshman year or anything like that, too, and doing homework assignments and all these things, too, when you know you're just trying to play professional basketball one year, maybe two years into college. Yeah. So, I mean, for someone who wants to go get a college degree, obviously this is not for them, but someone who just is 100% dedicated to going to the NBA – this is an interesting alternative because your whole life surrounds around already making money, yeah. already creating a likeness for yourself and not wasting a single second of your time on anything else. It's really crazy. Like, even if I was one of the best basketball players, I'd still want to go play for like UNC. Of or course, like the Duke, dynasty. Or like, of course, of course. Just to be part of that culture, be have that experience of college, right? Maybe play for two years and then go to the league. Some of these guys, that's not even part of their world anymore. They want to, they're the highlight world. They want to do this, go straight to the league, and that's all they care about. My, my question is, too, is you have to, for this to work, you have to have a significant amount of Those high guys, quality yeah. players to play in the league to create a competitive enough arena to showcase the talent of these basketball players, yeah. right? I mean, you have to, I mean, a basketball team, five on five, plus reserves. Yeah. The tough bench, part. You know that you're gonna have to have a hundred, yeah, a hundred top tier. Like I said, not average ass basketball players. A hundred top tier high school and college age kids. Yeah, do you think they get this? enough? Get enough of those people? Like you have like Duke stacked no. roster, Kansas stacked roster, UNC stacked roster. To where they able to compete? It used to be back in the day. The only way to get to the league was you had to go to college, do the yep. four years of college. Go to the NBA. Baseball, a little different. You know, then you go to the farm farm yep. system. It's single A, double A, triple A, and then you go to the big leagues. That used to be the only way to get there. NFL, the same way. You have yeah. to go to college. Then you get to the NFL. I think it comes down to money. I think some a lot of these kids come from circumstances where money now is very important. Well, do you yeah. think now the NCAA well, starts paying these athletes? I don't think they can. It's too big, right? Yeah. Why? They, they get so much money they, strictly from these athletes. I think, I think the NCAA, that's not happening forever. But... Them, them allowing them to use their likeness or something like that too. It's slowly but surely trying to get there. But as far as a kid, you're 17 years old. You're thinking about going to the league. Yep. You're from, you have a, a difficult family situation and they are coming to offer you $100,000 to play basketball, offer you structure. At 17 years at seven old? At 17 years old, offer you an ability to actually make money, offer you a long, longer term thing, giving you insurance, and then giving you a, an arena to craft your I, skill even more to go to the league. I see them I, taking that deal. Yeah. That, I see some, for I sure. Think, for I sure. think this only comes around because sanctions in the NCAA is crack, has been cracking down so much on it because the way the farm system, quote-unquote, of AAU works is you get you go start playing for this guy, right? You you need help. He throws you a little bit of bread, you're, and then they're an Adidas team, right? So now you're going to go to Adidas school, and he's going to give you this money because Adidas pumping him money to pay you. Wasn't there a documentary on this? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. literally, that's it's, how this world works. I think you may have told me about yeah, yeah. it. And it's I, a ridiculous it, yeah. system. It's a real system, right? And then since you go to Adidas school, now when you go to the league, you're going to sign with Adidas, and now all that money came full circle, and it, it was a great initial investment at 14 years old. Because I didn't realize these big sneaker companies, you did tell us, Lowe. Yeah, yeah, like these sneaker AAU companies level. have... Teams everywhere and sponsor these teams. I played on the swoosh uh, and developed this talent up into college and oh my god, way before. I also think I also think too down a lot on though. Well, this yeah, the last five ten years and a lot of them have. I mean, some of the the consequences have been so drastic that I think people are shying away from it now too. Sure, and teams and head coaches are like, oh, that used to be good to get that guy, but. The, uh, the, sa- the, sanctions, the sanctions have been insane. Yeah, you don't get to go to the tourney. You fucking lose yeah. all your you lose scholarships. scholarships for years. The other um, big thing, though, too, is I don't... Like the, the Arizona guy, Rick Pitino, like, all these guys got hammered for the that The Rick Pitino shit. one was crazy. Yeah. The, there's a gap, I think, between this being maybe successful and successful is obviously the game-changing moment is when one person from this overtime yeah. elite league transitions to the NBA and is successful. Yep. Has to be successful in the NBA, right? But to get there, you have to have the start, and the start is a real big gamble, Right for yeah. the first, the initial 100, 200 players to try this, it's a real gamble because it's going to take a little bit of time for that those people to get to the league and then become a star. Yeah, is that so? I think the first two to three years of this is rolling the dice. But if you can transition one, the first player that makes it and hits it and is like an icon, then all of a sudden it's going to blow up. Well, yeah. the thing is, is who who defines is who's the best? You know, you you'll have the best high school player coming in playing in high school and then signs with Duke. But yeah. then you have another good high school player that goes into this other league and play, and then they're building and growing from there. Who's considered the best? 
Yeah, but I, I you, think you don't find out until you get yeah, to the league. Exactly. The league. Well, but if there's enough talent in this other development league to even compete. Well, here, here's the thing. Well, is, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. have, you're going to have to get a, a great test of top this. tier, top a tier ton, talent. A ton. I think it's the money. I think $100,000. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. $100,000 is a lot of money, period, no matter how old you are. But when you're 16 years old and someone, someone says, yo, I'm going to pay you $100,000 to play basketball. It's, look what happened with LaMelo Ball. Right, his dad was like, "Oh, we're gonna create yeah. our own league." Goes plays in those league. Then he goes to Lithuania, plays in Lithuania. Now he's playing in the league and he's hooping. He's like killing on Charlotte, right? Yeah, he made the All Star team. Jordan like, even shit. released a statement, dude, saying he has beat all of our expectations above and beyond. Yeah, yeah so but that's a perfect example that was like he's not gonna go to college. He went pro at sixteen. It's a good example. Played two years in in overseas or whatever it is, and now is successful, right? So now if the overtime can get one of those, there's two guys that are like, I think it's the jelly dudes, right? That are in the D League right now, killing. So when they go to league next year, they're gonna be like, oh shit, that formula works. You can go to the G League first, and that's a stepping stone yeah. to the league. This overtime thing, the, the hard part is what you said, getting a hundred guys that are even yeah, close they, and you're they, competing they with the one, fucking G League. Yeah, they it's got tough. one guy to compete in other legitimate overseas leagues yeah. that have been around for a long time too to create your own league with those age people in the US yeah. and for them to also say hey look you are 17 you're incredible I know you're getting offers from Duke from Kentucky from UNC from or Kansas the G League now. wherever else too or the G League too I need you to give that up and come to this maybe maybe not league like I said once it works then it's it's there yeah. but those that gap between when it actually worked and now the that decision that's a life changing that's a life altering decision yeah. right because you can't hoop once you give up your eligibility you cannot play um in high school or college yeah. anymore so you say you want to go to duke you're not going to play on the team you got to go to school plus like, you're you're also <laughs> you're also sacrificing the structure of college basketball obviously makes you drastically better the people yeah. you're around the, the coaching, coaching staff, staff yeah. the facilities all these things make you drastically better around people that are incredible at the sport as well too and the exposure and all these other things too so can you offer i think it's a it's interesting trade-off Right, if you had the decision and you were that age, what would you do and how would you play and, it? And that's the scary part. Like the things you learn in college, experience wise and life wise, is beyond the basketball court. Is stuff you take on with you after that forever. Right? It's huge. Like just those experiences, the friends, how to like handle yourself, the responsibility of being on your own. All those things are young guys like that need to be groomed in and learn yeah. before they get millions of dollars because you can see the guys but that go straight into the those league. those those age though when you're that age man you think you're the shit and you're so impatient i know 100 which is why i think up. they're going to get some of these guys to sign for sure because you're just like i need this now i want to go i want to be there i want to yeah. be an nba star because i've worked my whole entire life for this i don't want to wait another There's year in high school and then do another sure. a year of college and then go there and be a rookie and you know what i'm saying like, i don't want to wait three to four years i want to be there now it's yeah. going to be a dice roll because a lot of these kids like you said i don't think they're going to make it all the way and they're now not. you just sacrificed a free full ride top tier education at going to duke or north carolina or yeah. kansas and what do you do now and what do you do now and being treated like a student athlete yeah, there too now is, now you got to go back to college if you want to get that education and you, you gotta pay for it this might be the great place for the iffy kid right he was like i might have the most potential to do it i might not but there's an out i make a hundred thousand this year and there's a fund for me to go actually get an education after this if i don't make it it's a good fallback right some of these guys are going to the league or trying to go, league, go to the g league declaring and then going fuck i'm not that great and i have nothing left I, but i i think that you, i don't think the iffy guys go to this i think if you are 100 a believer that you are going to the league and you are a you are the truth that's when you look at overtime. If you think that you're maybe not going to go there, man, go to college. Bro. I don't think there's enough talent, though, to do that. I'm to just saying, have those for sure. Per personally, I'm just saying, if you but, think but personally. Go to the G League. Then why don't you go to the G League? Like, I'm going to go to uh, the Salt Lake affiliate of the Jazz. Money. And play. Period. Full stop. It's like you get half it, but you go into an actual G League and you're playing real competitive basketball rather than the iffy league. But this is, this is earlier, though. This is 16. You can make $100,000 yeah, at 16. 16. Bucks, yeah, that makes sense. That's huge. That makes sense. Um, so we'll see. I, I, it's a totally interesting concept. I actually like the fact that it could shake up college sports. Mm -hmm. But So we'll see. I feel we could have continued that debate for another 20 minutes. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So yeah, passionate. Okay. We're Fuck so it. passionate Fuck about it. it. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on from people who may be successful in the future to someone who is super successful right goddamn now. Have you ever wondered why billionaire tech moguls and celebrities hang out? Everyone sees these photos. Oh, like, they're rich? Oh, my God. Why is they're it, all super fucking yes. loaded. Why is that tech? How is that tech guy hanging out with that rapper or that yeah. actor? Well, this is why. Jay-Z just sold the majority stake of um, Tidal for $297 million to Square, which is owned by Jack Dorsey, who has been seen vacationing with Jay-Z multiple times. Homies doing business. Uh, 
Tida was bought in 2015 by Jay-Z and that the other artists collected that he brought together, like Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, et cetera, for $56 million, And they just sold the majority stake for two ninety seven. Great return. Wow. And they're not even top three in the market. So and they're trash. So here's what's Damn, interesting, I too. I like title. So he, he, bought out the, he bought out the rest of the ownership, so all of the artists actually kept their ownership. So he just bought a majority stake for $297 million. They bought 100% of it for $56 million. So oh, it's damn. worth more than that. Yeah, yeah. And he kept all the artists that were originally came on board, too, and there's a heavy list of artists that were on there. Um, so they're all still on board. So now he still has all those ambassadors for the brand, yeah. uh, as well as Jay-Z is now on the board for, um, for Title as well as Square, Cash App, and going to help with all of those uh, companies. So interesting move. They obviously are third in line when it comes to music streaming behind Spotify and Apple considerably. Um, but an incredible investment. Like he obviously knew when it came to, I mean, look, you don't have to be number one. You just have to grow it. And it worked amazingly. What do you think the biggest application is for this? Though I know it's a fancy buy, and it's nothing for that for Jack yeah, Dorsey. Yeah, what the hell Square going to do with that? I think I think how I thought about this was Cash App's reliance on the hip hop community to market, yeah. and being able to implement different musical launches too. So they mentioned in the article too, Square exploring cryptocurrency, NFTs, all these other things, working with and making a more experience a larger. Um, commerce experience around music. So being not only going to title because you have a song, but also being able to get certain things from those artists or being able to uncover certain um, different albums and limited release items like NFTs. So, and using the Cash App platform to help integrate into that when it came when it comes so to merge, crypto and NFTs and all music these, video all NFTs, these, yeah. all these like other that. things. So that was interesting. I mean, who knows? Jack Dorsey, obviously. I mean, if you could start a company, like, it's crazy to think that someone started an iconic company like Twitter. Yep. And then also started Square. Square. Like, it's just insane to think yeah. the brain power yeah. that someone like that has when they have the, the, the money. Like, Elon Musk, right, too, is like, oh, quickly does PayPal and then does Tesla and SpaceX. Like, it's just unbelievable. And not even the brain power, the execution power. The execution. Yeah. Right? That's like, the dude, so many people have Everybody go crazy ideas, out there yeah. ideas. But ideas. Dude. And, but actually making them re- a reality. To start t- multi- multi-billion dollar companies. Oh, it's also the it's foresight. Like some things that we don't think, like sometimes you don't think of the iPhone until the iPhone's in your hand. Like that's incredible. But someone thought of that that's five right. years before that and said, oh no, that Blackberry you have is stupid. This is how cell phones should work and sees it that far in the future versus like, oh wow, look at that guy swiping a credit card at a store. Why can't someone do that on their cell phone? Like, that's insane. How it's would insane. you do that? How would you do okay, that? Okay, cool, we'll do Square. So, I think the app, what do you think? The, uh, that's my opinion on the application. I think Cash App becomes a big proponent of title and makes sense. Yeah, they, uh, they just have to monetize the merch, the videos, whatever else they're doing, and that's gonna be the platform to do it. It works that way if they actually have a plan, but I don't use title, so I don't fucking know. I got title. You want <laughs> yeah. me to open it up for you? Yeah. I'll show you. No, I, I do agree. I think they're going to start releasing cool little NFTs and do some crypto shit and do merch sales directly within the title app, and you just boom. Yeah. Why now? The new, new Cactus Jack fucking t-shirt. It was essentially the same concept as, as Triller did when it was like, hey, let's get the artists to back the actual content network so that those artists are actually motivated to making sure that that content network is going to be the best. Yeah. And so obviously they have some huge heavy hitters with title and same thing that Triller's doing. By the way, that that's a nice little match and have made in heaven right there too Con- title and thriller and jack dorsey and square and jay-z and, and jay-z and shit. fucking god damn it what wow. a meeting that what would a be circle um but yeah that's how i see it I-, I think it's it's smart obviously like you said the foresight that jack dorsey must have and seeing the potential and if you sit behind closed doors with jay-z and jack dorsey i'm sure they're going to come up with something that's yeah. just going to be incredible well jay-z even said that he sat down with jack a few times and just listened to his vision for title and he was like i'm absolutely on board that's crazy. So could you imagine just sitting down with Jack Dorsey and letting him bounce off ideas? And it's like, about that your, sounds about so fucking project? out there, but yeah, let's do it. The brains, the brains from... Come on, dude. On a yacht. With his little beard and nose ring. Bart. Jesus, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wild ass dude. Um, all right. another. I mean, Jay-Z just keeps winning week after week. You know, he's selling companies like every week. Doesn't what matter. Doesn't matter. Um, all right, another big... We have to, anything celebrity booze we have to talk about really quick. Conor McGregor officially just made a massive payday. So he his remaining shares are being bought out of Proper 12 by the parent company, which owns Jose Cuervo. That's the big parent company that owns Proper 12. So he's going to be bought out. He's going to get a cash infusion to leave. Is this Conor McGregor got a massive payday or Conor McGregor got forced out of the company? 
What are the rumors? The both sides. It, I I can see them both playing. Yeah, out. I can see them both. I playing. seem to think that Conor McGregor might not be the spokesperson that he once was when he was winning. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. And he has pretty much stayed out of the UFC limelight. Yep. For a while yep. and stretched the time between his fights so long and then fought and lost. And now Jose Cuervo is saying, we've built Proper 12 up big enough where now it's just an amazing company. We don't need the Conor McGregor name anymore with it. So we're going to buy you out. You're welcome. You, By the way, he started Proper 12 in 2018. Yeah. He's going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. I, I mean, a shit ton. There, it's going to be value. It, the last investment valued the company to over $200 million, So I'm assuming this buyout is around 250 ish maybe 300 somewhere around there. So he made a ton of money in three years, an absolute fuck you amount of money. But I think this the company's still going to grow because Jameson just owns a massive share of the Irish whiskey market, and there's little pieces that can be taken yeah, out of that. Yeah, be chipped away. And they, we talked about this. They don't want to be number one. Yeah, yeah They just okay. want to chip away and yeah, chip Jameson, away yeah. and chip away. That's it. That's all they need. So do you think Conor McGregor was like, or, or the other side of it was Conor McGregor lost and realized that he, if he still wants to be relevant in the MMA UFC world, he needs to devote his time more to UFC and stop getting knocked out. Yeah, and, yeah, for and sure. stop fighting just once a year. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. he needs he needs to do three fights a year. Yep. And he needs to spend all his time on UFC, and yeah. that means taking the payday and moving on from proper twelve, moving on from his other endeavors. So that was like the two sides of it. Is like, hey, do you think he got forced out because Conor McGregor's not Conor McGregor anymore, or he was like, you know what, I'm down. Give me the big payday. I'm gonna cash out. I'll take a hundred mil or whatever it is, and I'll ride off into the sunset and just continue fighting and see where that takes me. I think I both make sense. Yeah, I think that's that's a great move for him if he does that. Yeah, like, I cash think out, both get the sense. money, and then do something else too. You can always do something else. I think he might have actually seen the writing on the wall and hedged his bet and said, "Wow, let me cash out now before maybe my brand one or two losses after this." Yeah. Conor McGregor is not Conor McGregor drops, anymore. Yeah. Nope. Not even remotely close. And so he was probably like, okay, let me take it where it is now. I think that's probably, it could have happened that way or it could have happened the other way too, saying, hey, look, I just actually just want to be, get back to where I used to be and I just want to focus on the fighting. Yeah. Has he given a statement? No. No. This is just rumor. We shall see. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Either, either way, he is dripping in money. Absolutely Cashed dripping up. in money. Cashed up. Yeah. Easy. Oh, from two years? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> it's a joke. Fuck off. Wow. Proper 12, just money making yeah. machine. Um, shout out to Brian Axelrod. Our very first yeah, guest, but not first guest. But not first, our very first almost <laughs> The guest. mystery episode. <laughs> um, all right, let's do Eat a Drink and Binge it real quick. Let's wrap this bad boy up. You and my favorite segment, uh, Eat It. I'll do, I'll do Eat It first. There you go. Uh, mine, probably the unsung hero of steak cuts that need to be on more menus, the rib cap. The rib cap is the hot. It's the, it's the hottest it's the one. Best. It's the best. It's the best. But I'm saying the unsung hero. It's not on enough menus. It is hands down probably the best. My, my, if I see a rib cap on a menu, and I always ask at Steakhouse too if they have one, if it's not on the menu, and sometimes they do, but they're obviously usually in limited quantities. It needs to be on more menus, I've decided. Yeah, that cap on the ribeye is obviously the best, most tender part. Yeah. And in some places, butcher shops preferably, yeah. but some restaurants will actually roll that up and make a rib cap filet yes. and cook it that way. It's Ooh. fucking mind-blowing. Unbelievable. Yeah. That so fire. if you've never actually had a, a rib cap and, when you, and you like steak, Go ask your next when you your favorite steakhouse next time you go there or call ahead and be like, hey, look, I want to order a rib cap. Have them hold one. Where did you get it? Because that's that's the key. My old favorite used to be at Yellowtail. Oh wow. Not a steakhouse. Okay, tight. But unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. But I mean, it wasn't on the menu. Yeah. They used to just get one in too because they had this crazy steak dish. It was in like a truffle oil sauce. Unbelievable. That was a low-key flex. They also yeah, yeah. I they, call ahead and get it. They don't have it on the menu. Okay. Uh, yeah, they don't. Sure. So where else, where else do you but get he it? He also Jeff? lived at the fuck was it Mirage, right? Yeah. No, it was at Bellagio. Yellowtail. Oh, Yellowtail. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. I was uh, thinking of one oak. Barry's Prime has one. Okay, which I'm sure it's phenomenal, and I'm sure it's $85. Unbelievable. Well, a rib cap's not gonna be cheap wherever you go, by the way. But that's just I like the, the one at where you're eating. Echo and Rig? Yeah. yeah. That's the one I like. Go ahead, love. I've never had the rib cap at Echo and Rig. Yeah, that's where I had Bomb? it. It's fire. I've never had it. Is it on the menu? Yeah, it's on the menu. <sighs> I don't think so. But they only have know. like 30 a night. That's what I'm saying. It's limited. Yeah. You got you to gotta reserve it. So if you haven't tried it, guys, go get a rib cap. That's my eat it. Yeah. You're welcome. So, you're welcome. So my eat it is, I feel very, I don't know, different old saying this, but I've been eating uh, smoked salmon and lox. Bro, Man. fire. So I had Good it like job. a few weeks ago at like Einstein, but I was like, I'll try it. It's kind of weird. Now I went to fucking Costco, bought all the smoked salmon and shit, bought fucking bagels, uh, smoked salmon and lox, man, I'm hot. 
Very, very you. I just feel, I just see like Lowe and some old ladies in a Sunday brunch right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I feel. <laughs> I feel so domestic and old. Do you, so you like smoked salmon? Yeah, it's fire. Go dude. to Cured and Way. What'd you call me? It, <laughs> it's a little distributor, like small sourcing facility. I don't know what the fuck. A retail store called Cured and Way. Okay. It's all cured meats and stuff? Cured meats, oh, everything. But sick. they have a little cafe in there as well. Yeah. But you can buy like little cuts. Yeah. They have the best need, smoked salmon. I need that. I need all the right. dill on there too. They yeah, have, yeah, dill, they dill, have dill. Yeah, little capers, some cream cheese. Yeah, capers yeah. are the best. Oof. What is a fucking caper? I don't What's know. a it's fucking like a, it's like a salty pea. I don't know. <laughs> like, what is a caper actually? I don't actually? know. They're so salty. It's like a flower. I don't no, know it's like a salty it's pea. It's like a ball. It's a ball it's like of a fucking pea shit. of salt. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck is a caper? I don't know. I need to research that, by the way. They're delicious. But yeah, that's my fucking eating, man. I've been fucking binging or eating the shit out of that. What side of town do you live on? Southwest. Okay, so. Go to like where Dragon Ridge is in okay. Henderson. Yeah, maybe just a little cut, cut away from cut cut across town. Cafe Duval, that little French cafe, was like my eat it maybe two episodes ago. Yeah, they have the most fire smoked salmon toast. Okay, see, I need that. And the, 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 the smoked too. salmon is from Curden Curden. Oh, really? Because I asked hey. them like, where the fuck is this salmon from? Yeah, they're like, oh, Curden Way. I said, what? Curden yeah, Way? I was like, never even heard of it. But Curden Way. There it is. Let's see what we got. What do you eat? My eat it is Echo and Ring. I'm going to Echo and Ring tonight for dinner. Love it. Portobello my, fries. Yep, Portobello fries. One of my favorite local steakhouses. Well, I mean, that and Herbs and Rye and, and Cleaver, I guess. Cleaver last night. I'm going to ask for the rib cap. Yes. Yes. Because we're going at 5.30, which is before Perfect anyone else. Perfect yeah. so Nice. Go, go have tons Daddy left. Daddy dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, what time do you want to come to dinner? I was like, fuck. They had... 8.30 or 5.30 is like 5.30. Yeah, for sure. Get the yeah, there's still that capacity, too. We actually tried to go eat at Echo Rig one time, too, when, yeah. right, right when they opened with Melissa's parents, and they were like, we have... We have absolutely nothing, sir. Yeah, the same well, thing. What they would like, you like? They are like, you can come at 9.15. I'm the sorry, shop. we just have like no tables. Yeah. It's not like we're that full. We're like, 9.15? Like, sorry, it's not going to work. Can't do it. Um, not invite. Lo and I were not invited to this dinner, FYI. It's date night, just date night. Oh, it's hey. date night. We need date night. When you, when you have your daughter, you'll understand... You gotta have mommy daddy date night. Okay. Okay. There it you is. Have to keep the date night. Call ahead for that rib cap. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're there as soon as it opens. So oh, yeah. it'll be fine. If they don't got it, okay. they'll don't How are you doing, sir? The yeah. sun's still out. You probably just had lunch. Welcome <laughs> to that corner. <laughs> uh, all right, my drink it. There is a new seltzer in town. Shut the fuck oh, up. No. Here we go. Sonic. What? Came out with their own seltzers based on all their slushy flavors. Ooh, that's sick. Like canned seltzer? Canned seltzers. That Sonic sounds alcohol. Like ocean water. Se- se- what? Ocean water. Oh, they're they're slushy. I've never had ocean, the ocean water one. Okay. Uh, okay. It got awkward. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it got very awkward. That's the most famous one, dude. Drew got super offended. Right Sonic there. ocean water. Get the fuck out. Uh, right. But yeah, so it's it's uh, mimicked after all their slushy flavors, but not ocean like, water. Maybe it, ocean cherry water lime, is one right. cherry lime. So bro. which one did you try? I didn't try any of them. It just came out. But I, I'm saying I want this. This is going to be my drink, and I'm going to go seek them out. Okay. These are going to be hot. I don't know where you can buy them yet, but you look online. Okay. All right. Sounds good. What do you got? So I, we're wired because I'm fucking drinking these C4 energies. So yeah, my buddy Ben Riccardi, class. fucking my buddy Ron Holden uh, dropped this off to me and uh, I'm going crazy. There's literally like different levels too, right? So this one's 200 milligrams. It's fucking zero sugar, zero calories. Uh, yeah, zero protein, whatever. It's just literally crack. So this one is dope. There's one that's like- It's like bang, a, but C4. There's one that comes in a black can. That's like- 400 milligrams. Oh, like, yeah. Anything that comes in like a black can. Whoop your can, fucking like, ass. 400 fuck, milligrams. It's like mean? absurd, absurd. That's like meth, dude. That can't be legal. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. I like the, this is my favorite one right here. The uh, Twisted Limeade. They're good. Tastes like fucking Sprite. But so. see, this is insane because this reminds me of a pre-workout because I get yeah. that super t- tingly feeling. Like it I'm is. fucking wired right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they're selling this as just like a. Oh, it is. Just a regular energy, energy drink. drink. Energy yeah. drink. But what's dope is too, so they have a, a, a supplement line too. So I got like some, a little powder BCA. That's why I know yeah, the, the C4 pre-workout C4, is amazing. C4 yeah. was the classic GNC brand. Silver top. Throw it in your mouth. First bro go. dude at the gym, yeah. C4 it up. For sure. So now I have a whole case of these and that's what I'm drinking, man. But this is just entirely way too strong. If you like strong energy drinks, dude, C4. I actually yeah, drink a lot of caffeine during the day. I am bouncing off the I've had three wall right shots now. and I'm like wired. Yeah. I'm about to go to Echo and Rig and just fucking. Portobello, Portobello, Portobello. What if we did it with taste buds with energy drinks? How miserable would that flying right now? All right, what do you got? What are you drinking? Uh, drink the whole fucking thing. I know, I did. So I don't know if we, I think it may have been one of your drinkets one week. So it must be good. Probably Costco awesome. Costco Seltzer. They launched a. Yeah, the Kirkland. Kirkland? The, Kir- the Kirkland one? Yeah. It's literally truly. Yeah, you got to sell it. Truly yeah. makes it. It's probably, oh yeah, it's probably, yeah. It's literally yeah. made by Truly, and it's, yeah, perfect. Fire. Super cheap. You get a big 24 pack, yeah. boom. Easy to go. I used to, like, I don't know why, like, when I was younger, like, I thought Kirkland was so whack. So did I. And yeah. I was like, Kirk, what, off brand fucking loser? Get the real mac and yeah. cheese, man. I know. And now I go to, I'm like, you, 
I just want all the Kirkland there's stuff. A, there's a Reposado tequila? Oh, my God. It's literally fucking... But the thing, though, <laughs> is I still can't get to buy the liquor at Kirkland. Really? Like the Kirkland vodka, even though I know it's Grey Goose or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and, or the Kirkland whiskey, even though I know it's Maker's Mark you know and Jack Do you know Daniels? why? It's the same reason why you can't use a Groupon at Equin Rig. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I just refuse. I can't, dude. I cannot have that Kirkland hey, bottle man. sitting on my bar. Your bar hey, yeah. dude, would you like Grey Goose or Kirkland? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, fuck, dude. Uh, yeah. You know? Know? Or you host people and they're like, oh, dude, you have Kirkland? You have Kirkland. Nah. It's like, fuck. I have Grey Goose. Yeah. Rockin'. Well, all right. Well, all right. My, my binge it is uh, Drake. Drake's Drake? Music. Oh, it came out yesterday. Yeah, Drizzy. Hot. Fire. Oh, there you Three go. songs. Good to I go. I also love that when Drake drops anything, the whole internet goes crazy. I love the memes. Everybody posts. They're listening the to it. That's like my whole fucking feed was everybody just posts. Okay, we get it. You know the music sound. We get I, it. You dropped three songs, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, Fuck. I love, I love the memes where it's like everyone writing, everyone taking notes for their captions. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah what for I mean? sure. Hilarious. I love Drake and his new, the memes that come with it. Always, always a classic. What do you got? Yeah. What do you mentioned? Last night, I watched Coming to America 2. Oh man, is it good? It's good. It's good. If you you have to watch the first one to get like half of the jokes. It's just pure nostalgia, isn't it? And it's amazing though. It's great. Like it's just nostalgia. When he walks by and goes like, "Oh, Baba, this is the fucking like the fucking <laughs> elephant." Just so it's nostalgia. The elephant's grown up. It's, it's like, nostalgia. It's, it's nostalgia. Dope. And Arsenio Hall's incredible, like always. But Wesley Snipes is in it. Okay. Oh yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. sick. It's where, so, it's, where it's is it being shown on? Uh, I don't know. I stream everything. Yeah, it's on. I an steal app. it. Oh, you steal? I steal everything. Oh, it's all. It's Amazon Prime. Oh, big big pirater, big pirater. Big pirate, yeah. It's your shit. It's Amazon Prime. It's your shit. Yeah, but I watch it on fucking my little streaming app. But oh, yeah. Right, what do you it got? was dope. It was good. As a content creator, you stealing content's fucked up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got? So I watched Greenland with Gerard Butler. My God, Melissa and I, I watched, watched that. It. Is it good? Melissa good. had it's a good. pregnancy like she couldn't fucking handle it. She was just. <laughs> It's Fine. fucking good. It's like a yeah. disaster movie. It's a disaster oh. movie. So a big asteroid's come in to literally blow up and incinerate the Earth almost. Yeah. And they have to go to this. So it's called Greenland because they, they built these bases and bunkers in Greenland. That's what place will be safe. But only certain people were selected. So they knew the Earth was going to get just completely fucking ruined. So they selected each people based and on Gerard what Butler. their careers are. Gerard Butler, Gerard Butler was a structural engineer knows how to build huge buildings. Oh, so, so when the world is just flattened, he can go out and teach people how to build buildings. Got it, got it. Some people were selected, Smart. some weren't. So it was just a crazy just ordeal. But I, yeah, super it. stressful. Yeah. Especially having a kid, it's like, fuck, dude. Yeah, like, what would you do? I love disaster movies, though, too. I love those. I know. It, the, like, or The Rock with the... Yeah, the, love, yeah, it. Come on. love it. Love it. <laughs> San Andreas. San Andreas. San Andreas, dude, so yeah. Good. I literally said it was the exact same premise, but with Gerard Butler. It yeah. was the exact same thing, like running after his kids and like the... It's the exact same. Um, all right, guys. Thank you, as always, too. That is episode 49. We will see you next week for episode 50. Big, big milestone. As always, at the Residency Pod on Instagram. Hit us up anytime. Let's go. Love you guys. Later.